Okay, listen. <laughs> I'm listening. Everything sucks ass. Everything sucks major, big time asshole right about now, and not even in a good and fun way. Just a really bad, gross way. Just a really nasty way. Dear listener, fuck, dude. (laughs) Yeah, we're trying to do a comedy podcast over here, and it looks like this episode is not going to be as funny as, as previous episodes, and there's not really any way around it because we like to try to cover news topics for the free episodes, which, by the way, hello, all you listeners out there listening to us for free. Hi, besties. We try to stay up to date. With the goings-ons and what's happening. And uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of really bleak stuff happening right now. Yeah, the goings-on are pretty abominable. Also, this is very difficult for a a trans-centric comedy podcast because a yeah. lot of the bad news is, generously, also trans-centric. So, you know... Um, Ah, ee. so that is just sort of the current emotional state of the podcast right now. Um, just vexed. What'd you say? We are vexed. Vexed indeed. Just <laughs> shitting, crying, throwing up, chainsaw noises, violence, explosions, etc. I'm going to chug this kratom. Uh, and also I took up nicotine again. So you can tell how things are going for me. Christ. You really got to quit. Yep. So do I. Yep. Luckily, the current the current state of affairs makes it very, very easy to do so. <sighs> how is anyone right? how's anyone supposed to not do drugs in trying times like these? Like, I kind of understand, like, why they did so much opium whenever there was a lot of imperialism happening. Like, yeah, I mean, shit, I would, too. Fuck. I threw my napkin across my room via, as, as protest. Which, it's a shame that that didn't have any kind of audible to go along with it, because Stevie just really impressively threw that napkin. Sorry, I'll do it again. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Got a little gusto in it. A little, um, little sound effect, a little, a little panache in that napkin throw. If we want some, some, some gentle good news to begin with, um, I got a new kitty. I got a new kitty. His name is Meatball. And he's a big, fat orange cat, and his fangs are too big for his mouth, and so he just got tiny little points sticking out of his mouth at all times. And he's so cute. He's so good. He's a gentle giant. He looks like he could beat the ass of any cat who runs up on him, but the problem is that um, we have proof that he can't because he used to be a stray, and the reason he was taken in was because he walked up to this woman's house limping because he kept losing fights. Like... Oh, he kept getting his ass beat. He's too gentle. Poor fella. So we we brought him in. He's such a sweetheart. And we were we were worried that he wouldn't like Jasper. But there were a lot of cats in the house he came from. And Jasper, when he was a kitten, was raised by a woman who owned 15 cats. So we figured Jasper's used to other cats. This will be fine. This will be great. Um turns out uh jasper has been without other cats for far too long and now he's a spoiled only child and a bitch so every time he encounters meatball um we're we're trying to integrate them slowly apparently it can take up to like a month if not more for cats to integrate with each other because they're like naturally very territorial um 
So right now my bathroom is Meatball's Meatball's safe space. Um, it's his it's his little bedroom. Uh, he's also been able to get on the very very tall cabinet that's in my bathroom in a way that I didn't really think he could, but he can jump astonishingly scarily high. So we will see if that becomes an issue later on. But he hasn't done that in a couple days. He seems to only do it when he's scared. Um, but we oh, okay. had. We'll, we'll have Jasper on the other side of the closed bedroom door, um, and he'll just walk up to it and hiss, or one of them is in the kennel and the other one can sniff around, and Jasper hisses. We tried having Jasper in the kennel so he wouldn't beat me ball's ass, because Jasper's very anxious. Um, he's a huge wimp, so we kind of figured that he wouldn't try to beat me ball's ass, uh, but the other day, uh, while we were leaving meatball's room jasper tried to run in and that does not bode well because he's never done that before we don't know what would have happened when he did because we didn't let him but that does not seem to bode very well and you know what meatball no, does? That does not bode well at all meatball just sits and purrs at him poor meatball meatball's just sitting there purring and then after jasper hisses a few times he just kind of sits and looks sad for a minute and he just goes back to his bathroom he just exits the situation like a mature young man and, and takes some time for himself. You know, you're not supposed to pick favorites with children. <laughs> but goddamn, I love them both, but I like one of them more than the other right now. <laughs> Understandable. So, Me- uh, un- un- unrelated to your cats. Yeah. Do you have a question of the day for us? I do. Let me find my little doc. Let me find my sexy little document. You know, I always forget that segment beforehand. That's my VPN app. Hold on. I always forget this segment whenever we're, we're starting up because I get so excited about what quiz I'm going to do later. <laughs> this, no, that, I feel that'd be too easy for you. <sighs> okay. So the original okay. question is, would you rather watch nothing but Hallmark Christmas movies or nothing but horror movies? The answer is horror movies, obviously. Um, they're way more yes. interesting, far less asinine. Um, but I'm going I'm going to change that. I'm going to change this question because that is clearly a far too easy question, um, especially for you. Would you rather live in a Hallmark Christmas movie or a horror movie? Again, too easy. I'd rather live in the Hallmark Christmas movie. Yeah, duh. Okay. It- Here's the thing. I didn't know what you were going to say just now because you also seem like the kind of person. Why who'd... would I? Why would I want to live in a horror movie where, where I'm risk bodily harm? Because let's face it, I'm a very anxious person. Oh, God. I, don't, I don't need the added justifiable anxiety of living in a horror movie. God, you would do so poorly. Here's the thing. I'm assuming you wouldn't know you were living in a horror movie, and I'm also going to to add the caveat of you don't have to be the main character. So with the Even horror worse. movie, that's true. With a horror movie, assuming you're you're the final girl, great, good, thank God. But if this is the kind of horror movie that's going to subvert expectations. Ah, uh, uh, you might just Either be a way, bystander. I don't want to live in a horror movie. I'd rather live in the Hallmark universe where it's everything's nice and fuzzy, and you know, I get to be you know just a background character while the main character finds herself after having come back to her hometown, and she <laughs> hooks up with a rugged cowboy who teaches her the meaning of love. Oh, I was imagining the kind of Hallmark movie where it's, like, this, like, small-town baker or something, and then a big-time CEO comes in and wants to, like, buy up the town's land and build apartment complexes or something, and she's like, no, Mr. CEO, you can't do that. It's Christmas time, and this is my father's bakery, um, et cetera, et cetera, and then they fall in love, and he learns that um, being a capitalist is bad or whatever. <laughs> being a big capitalist is bad. Um 
So I'm imagining that if you're in a Hallmark Christmas movie, you're going to run into frequent, frequent problems with CEOs wanting to tear down your building. And if you get one failed Hallmark movie, um, super bad news. You have to move to the next town over. And that's the horror movie town. You better hope you get lucky. You just get a monster like Candyman or something. That's pretty easily avoidable. Um, don't be an It Follows, though, because... Um, Shit, man, I'm too horny for that. I would, I would be a goner. Also, I will admit, I've never seen It Follows. Does well, it you ki- got the idea. Does it kill every... Okay, I'm certain it can't be this. Does it kill everyone who has sex? Or does it just yes. target this... W- everyone? It, it, no, it just, uh, no, it, it kills everyone. <laughs> but what happens is, if you are infected by the It Follows ghost and you have sex, then it will follow that person and eventually kill them. Okay. So that person has to have sex... To pass the ghost along but the problem is after it kills the per- that person it'll come back and come after you oh no so, you- so it's unavoidable eventually so either you gotta yes. just like keep having sex to pass it on it's like a like a boomerang std oh yes. shit that's awful because each time you have a moral judgment to make as far as whether or not you want to fuck this person i guess you could take one for the team and try and fuck really evil people but then that's a whole nother issue and then you're gonna feel nasty about it Oh. Also, the, that was mean. You're like, yeah, she does kill everyone in the whole world who has sex. I would have just believed you. <laughs> I know. Which I, 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 I couldn't do that to you, Stevie. I Besides, figured, like, it's a film you'll probably never see. I don't know. I might. I didn't make it through it. Really? Wait. What? Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit too much for me. I was, I'm entirely too anxious for that film. That, I don't know. For some reason... I just kind of assumed that nothing in in film or media would scare you anymore. No, stuff does. And I don't need the nightmares. Is it... I I, I guess it's like, is it just like the suspense of of it following? (laughs) Yes. Oh. Because it moves really slow and you can't quite make out its features. It's like the... It's like the... It's like the whole... um, uh, if you had unlimited money but a snail was following you for the rest of your life and if it touches you you die thing would you take the money uh the answer to that one is yeah fucking obviously it's easy to bury a snail i'll just wear gloves um and then yeah i know it'll eventually get out because it's also an immortal snail but like if i'm rich enough i'll just keep moving across the ocean it's not like it can drive stupid fucking snail or put it in a jar and put the jar on top of something don't put or it on bury top of the s- jar somewhere what if the something moves, though? Then the jar will break. Okay, so put it in a jar and then bury the jar in the backyard. Yeah, that's the plan. Um, I'm assuming since it is immortal, it could eventually, I don't know, break out. Shit, it's going to have to wait for the jar to decompose. I think that just burying it in a jar would be good enough. I don't know. Like People seem to think that like it moves about, I think they said, twice as fast as a normal snail, which, to be fair, is still not super fast. <laughs> like still, still awfully slow. That's still a very easy bug to catch. I think that people keep thinking that, like, they're not going to trap it because they don't want to get close to it. And it's like, shit, dude, I'll get close to it. I'll just put a box on it and it's done for. Come on. That's stupid. I'll put it in a, in a styrofoam takeout box. It'll never escape then. That shit takes millions of years to decompose. For once, pollution works for me. To be fair, I'm already in that tax bracket, so it already was going to work for me. It's Gender Swap. Welcome to Gender Swap, a podcast with two transgender siblings, uh, one of whom would probably bury the snail that can kill you in a styrofoam container. The other one is still leaning more toward a jar whose lid you can screw on, and then you bury it. 
I don't know how fat. Okay, do your introduction. Hold on. <laughs> I am one of your hosts. My name is Micah. My pronouns are they, them. My name is Stevie, and I use he, they pronouns, and I need to Google real quick how fast it takes, uh, like, how long it takes glass to decompose. I'm assuming it's longer than the human lifespan. Just sort of assuming. Probably. I'm assuming it'll be longer, but... Well, styrofoam box is very crushable. Uh, both of them are breakable. We need to, like, spend money on, like, an indestructible box or something. I don't know if that's possible. You know, I'm rich. I have all kinds of resources. That snail is done for. There you go. Speaking of, uh... Things that are done for, which is really dark given the first headline. Here comes the news. Our first headline. Death toll nears 6 million as pandemic enters its third year. Christ. Oh my God. The official global death toll from COVID-19 is on the verge of eclipsing 6 million, underscoring that the pandemic now entering its third year, is far from over. Uh, yeah. This is from AP News, by the way. Mm Mm-hmm. The milestone is the latest tragic reminder of the unrelenting nature of the pandemic, even as people are shedding masks, travel is resuming, and businesses are reopening around the globe. The death toll, compiled by John Hopkins University, stood at 5,999,158 as of Monday midday. Jesus Christ. So we may have already surpassed that. Oh my god. I'm I'm looking up what percentage of of seven billion is six million because um yeah, that's like point zero eight percent of the world's population. Jokes <sighs> Christ. Yeah, buckle up, folks. This is going to be an episode where uh, kind of hard to make the joke joke about this. Yeah, that's pretty much the the tone of the whole thing so far. Micah told me what some of the articles are, and um, jinkies. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, I read another article earlier today that two-thirds of the child deaths from COVID were Omicron variant in the past two months. Holy shit. So it's more, it's like worse for children specifically? Seems to be. That's um that's a stat I didn't really hear cuz originally it was all about save the children save the fucking children but 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 crazy crazy now that we have the the child killing variant that um we we think that masks are bad for kids Yeah Jesus Christ I promise we're going to try to get lighter later but we've got some news that we have to get through I'm trying to think if there <sighs> So okay okay How about after each, we play a game, after each shitty headline, we each say one good thing that's going on in our lives right now. I feel like mentally cannot play that game. You have, you have dogs, you have a wife, you have a space where you can play your little first person shooter games that I don't enjoy. I also have a lot of uh, anxiety about whether or not I can keep those things given how everything's falling apart. Jesus Christ, Micah. I'm a wreck. You are a wreck. Are you, you're still in therapy? Yep, still in therapy. So every time you think about a good thing, your brain automatically pivots to how that good thing is probably doomed. Yes. Wow. Wow. Part of why I'm in therapy. Yeah, you have a little night. You have a little nightmare brain. Yes, you I have, do. You should have a little brain that just produces nightmares all day long, like it's its job. Yes, I do. Fuck. Okay, well maybe I'll just play. Maybe I'll play alone. Maybe I'll just maybe I'll just play the game. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, are you ready for the second headline? Yeah, okay. Uh, good thing happening in my life right now. Um, I have an Oreo and cold brew milkshake waiting for me in the fridge that I'm really excited to try because it sounds really yummy. That does sound really yummy. Yeah, okay, your turn. Tell me a shitty headline. <laughs> Texas Supreme Court rules against abortion providers in federal challenge to restrictive state law. Of course. I don't know why we expected any kind of justice from the Texas Supreme Court. The Texas Supreme Court delivered a blow to abortion providers Friday, issuing a decision that effectively ends their federal lawsuit against the state's restrictive law. Oh, my God. This is from the Washington Post. In a unanimous decision, the court ruled that state licensing officials do not have the ability to enforce the law banning abortion after about six weeks of pregnancy. This lawsuit was widely seen as the most favorable path to blocking the law, which has been in effect since September. We conclude that Texas law does not grant the state agency executives named as defendants, in this case, any authority to enforce the act's requirements, either directly or indirectly. This is the law that basically deputized anyone to randomly report someone that they suspect of getting an abortion uh, after six weeks. It's so batshit. So many of these like really, really shitty, scary laws that are enact rely so much on snitch on your neighbors. It's good for us. Don't worry. Just tell us what's going on. It'll be better for them in the long run. And that's fucking terrifying. Like that is really fucking scary. Like it's straight uh, out of 1984. The conservatives favorite thing to quote. And yet it's like they've never even read the fucking book. Like or they did. And they just took the best parts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fucking oh what was it oh red scare like it's very much um anyone could snitch on anyone and oops now you're in front of the house of un-american activities and you are blacklisted from hollywood except it's um you're blacklisted from real life and you go to jail yeah so because the lawsuit was trying to sue the state Mm. The court was like, oh, well, the state has nothing to do with this. This is citizens. So you can't sue. Bye. That's such fucking bullshit. That is such bullshit. Yeah. It also paves a way for any draconian law now, as long as you get neighbors to stitch on each other and don't have the state do it. Yep. Wow. That is literally terrifying. They're like, sorry, we can't, we, we can't hold, hold citizens accountable. And it's like, well, why don't you not let the citizens fucking do it? Jesus Christ. That's awful. Especially given the law in question offers a $10,000 reward for snitching. Oh my fucking God. Are you kidding me? No, I'm serious. They're literally putting bounties on people's fucking heads. Holy shit. Pretty much. Oh my God. At first, I was like, I mean, shit, hopefully you're surrounded by good people. And then it's like, you could be surrounded by a quote-unquote good person who's in horrible debt, and here you fucking are. Oh, my God. That's so nightmarish. So speaking of things that Texas is doing horribly. Are we about to go into a second one, uh, to a third one? We are. Hold on. Holding. Let me think. It's my turn. You're right. It does get harder as it goes along. (laughs) Told you. Mm. Oh, um, my favorite uh, cafe in town now sells uh, bulk kratom at a cheaper rate than the store I had been going to. So now I can get it for cheaper, which is great. There you go. Don't say anything against it. You don't get. I was t- only thinking it. Yeah, you made a little face, and so another rule of the game that I'm making up as I go along is that you don't get to poo-poo anything that I say. <laughs> no, that's fair. Which is why I didn't poo-poo it good i appreciate you (laughs) i appreciate you too stevie (laughs) so our third headline 
Texas child abuse investigators told to make transgender cases a priority. Oh, good. Good. This comes from the New York Times. In a court hearing, a supervisor testified that the state agency responsible for child welfare was told to investigate parents of transgender children without exception. Jesus Christ. Forget any kids that are being sexually abused, physically abused, neglected, not being provided for. Um, parents who are taking care of their children um, because trans kids who don't get the care they need to have a higher uh, rate of suicide uh, by teenagerhood um, are way more important and way bigger danger to society. All those other kids can, can die, though. Fuck those guys. Child abuse investigators in Texas have been told to prioritize cases involving the parents of transgender children and to investigate them without exception after the state's governor ordered certain types of medical care to be treated as abuse. The supervisor, Randa Mullinax, of the Department of Family and Protective Services, testified that the agency was not given the freedom to determine that a given report involving a transgender child was likely not a case of child abuse, so-called priority none status, and oh that investigators God. were not able to close the cases without being forced to investigate them as abuse. Oh my God. So is the idea, so the idea is that they still have to investigate them if it involves a trans child. Yes. I'm, so what I'm worried about is that then does it just come down to the individual investigator as far as whether or not it counts as abuse and you just have to hope that the, the social worker you get isn't a transphobe in Texas? Don't know. Jesus. The case began with a legal challenge last week by the parents of a 16-year-old transgender girl. The parents were among the first to be investigated under Governor Greg Abbott's order, oh which directed God. state officials to start abuse investigations into parents who provide hormones or puberty-suppressing drugs to their transgender children. The teenager's mother, an employee of the Family Protective Agency, oh has remained God. anonymous in court filings and is referred to only as Jane Doe. Wearing a wig and glasses, the mother testified on Friday about the details of the investigation into her family and the emotional toll it has taken on them. Judge Meacham temporarily stopped the investigation into the family last week, but is allowing others in the state to continue while she considers broader action. So this judge is considering stopping it and just the temporarily halted it? one investigation and is considering halting others. That's so... That's, ugh. like, good, I guess. It's not a whole lot right now. So, like, at least, like, I guess at least the judge is like, okay, well, in this case, it's fucked up. Should I care about the others? The answer is yeah. Literally all of them are fucked up. Jesus Christ. Like, how are they even supposed to classify whether or not it's abuse? Like, because they have to investigate them regardless. But as far as what actions are taken, like, they how are they, they just to supposed to... They have to investigate it regardless, but mm -hmm. the, gover the governor stated that the medical care itself is abuse. Oh my God. So if they were to go based on the, the governor's orders, they'd investigate, and if the kid got medical care, oh, that's abuse, and the kid can be stripped away. Oh my God. Miss Mullinax, a witness for the plaintiffs, described a virtual meeting of senior leaders last month in which they discussed the handling of investigations under the governor's order, which was issued on February 22nd. She said she and others were told not to put information about the cases in email or text messages to document nothing. Instructions that she said were highly unusual in her years of experience at the agency. Have you ever been told not to put information on cases in writing, said Brian Klosterbar, a lawyer with the American Civil Liberties Union. No, 
she said. They are trying 100% to hide any potential evidence that could be used later. It's it's yeah. like they like they know it's fucked up. They know there's going to be backlash, and they plan that like it's probably going to end up getting investigated later on. But they want to do as much harm in as little time as possible with as little evidence as they can muster. Pretty much. That's really cool. I'm sure it's not a problem that a state agency is able to um, tell its employees to not do half their fucking job and document stuff. I'm sure that'll. I'm sure that won't have any repercussions later on. This is um. There's, there's more. It gets worse. Jesus. Yeah. A federal court held an emergency hearing on Thursday, unrelated to the fight over transgender children, regarding a report of an agency employee who has been accused of sex trafficking, abuse, and neglect of children at a foster care facility in Bastrop, Texas. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is a, a facility that's under contract by the state. Oh Mr. God. Abbott called the report abhorrent in a statement and said that child abuse of any kind won't be tolerated in the state of Texas. So, If I remember correctly, it was 11 children that were being trafficked out of that facility. Oh, my God. In a state facility. In a facility contracted by the state. In other words, the sort of places that they would end up sending transgender children if they decided that they were being abused. Fucking hell. So obviously the fact that that was even able to happen at all shows how little those places are regulated, are, are checked, are watched over. But that's not, that's not the concern here at all. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just paving the way for kids to be more abused across the board. And I'm certain that if, if any of these kids are taken away, they're not going to be like, there's going to be, be put with loving families. Not going to be put with loving families. There's not going to be, like, any care given as far as, like, concerns for them medically. Because, I don't know everything, but I get the idea that stopping HRT all of a sudden uh, is going to have some bad effects on your body. It's going to be really fucking weird. Um, No, you can actually stop HRT at any time and your body will slowly return. Really? To sort of homeostasis. Yeah. We'll return to homeostasis. Okay. I was worried there'd be... I think that's the term for it. But... That just means that these children will be forced to go through the wrong puberty like we were. Oh, Christ. Which is so fucking traumatic for trans kids. And once again, why a lot of them commit suicide. Yeah. Yeah. I went through the wrong puberty and I, I deal with that dysphoria every day. Especially with AMAB people. Like, it's, it's easier medically for for an AFAB to take testosterone because I mean your your voice gets deeper but you can't really medically make a deep voice get higher like it's just not how it works like you can it involves shaving your vocal cords yeah I mean not easily it, not just by HRT yeah but also you risk damaging the vocal cords and that's not a risk that I want to take can't blame you yeah we live Dear- in a nightmare dimension we do we live in a nightmare zone. Is there another is there another universe in the multiverse where this isn't happening and also one where I shit on Greg Abbott's lawn? Probably. Thank God. Rather live there. <laughs> I would love to live in the I would love to live in the universe where I shit on Greg Abbott's lawn. I Greg would Abbott- accept living in that universe even if all the ice cream in that universe had spiders in it. Yeah. I, I would I would easily go without go without ice cream i would eat that spider ice cream up 
Oh, you're to choosing to eat it? <laughs> I would eat it. Okay. If I could um, live in a universe where this kind of thing didn't happen. Yeah, actually, I would also eat spider ice cream. Uh, I, I'll blanch at it. I sure will. I sure will. Um, but I would still do it. I would. I would accept... Hmm. I think there's a lot of shit I would do. Damn, I would even accept not having cats. And that sucks shit, because I love my cats. I'll just visit other people's cats. There you go. I would live in a universe where cats didn't exist. Ah, oh, that sucks ass. But you know what sucks worse? Trans people not being able to be fucking alive. Nightmare zone. Nightmare zone. Is that the end of that yeah. headline? During cross-examination at the hearing on Friday, a lawyer for the state said that Ms. Mullinax's job at the agency was to apply the law regarding child abuse, which the Texas Attorney General, Ken Paxton, had determined in a non-binding legal opinion to include medical treatments for transgender children. The state's lawyer, Courtney Corbello, asked whether any major steps had been taken as a result of the investigations into parents of transgender children. Had any child been taken away from their parents, she asked. To my knowledge, no, Miss Mullinax responded. Had a child been taken off of medicine prescribed by a doctor? I'm not aware of that, she said. Miss hmm. Mullinax followed up by saying she decided to resign because of the governor's order. Hmm. I have always felt that the department has the children's best interest at heart. I no longer feel that way with this order. Yep. I wouldn't either. Yeah. God damn. Do you have a good thing? Hold on. I'm holding. Because if you don't, I have a palate cleanser. And actually, even if you do, I still have a palate cleanser. Oh. Earlier today, I made a TikTok about a memory that makes me really, really happy. Um, and it was about um, how when I met Shiloh, I was literally just like swiping on Tinder looking for a rebound because I had just gotten out of a relationship, which was a rebound from a relationship that really hurt my feelings. Um, it really fucked me up. So then when I, I broke up with um, the girl, I ended up processing two relationships at once. And so I was like, mm, I'm fine now. I was not fine now. Um, I want to move on. Um, and so I was on Tinder and I was swiping and swiping. Um, and then I saw Shyla's profile um, and they were really, really cute. And they had really long braids. Uh, they had silver braids in. And I recognized the wall that they were standing in front of in one of their pictures because it was a wall from my high school. Um, I don't know how I recognized that it was from my high school, but I did. Um, oh, and also their bio said, um, if you make me spaghetti, you'll have my heart. And that was it. And normally I did not swipe on people who had boring bios like that or like one sentence bios. Um, but I did. Um, and then the rest is history. Like for reference, my bio was like two or three paragraphs long. And the final line was, so if you're looking for someone to get a cottage and a cat with, I'm your girl. And two years later, we live in a cottage and we have two cats. There you go. So I just think that's really nice. Uh, although, alas, I am not their girl. No, you are not. Rip, my bad. Broke the contract. <laughs> so, uh, would you like to hear a joke? I would like to. I, is, that what the head, is that what the palate cleanser is? Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I would like to hear a joke. Would you like to hear an ancient Sumerian joke? Fucking obviously I would. Would you like to hear an ancient Sumerian joke about a dog? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, Here we go. Yeah. A dog walked into a tavern and said, I can't see a thing. I'll open this one. Okay, because this isn't a visual format, I'll go ahead and let the listener know. Stevie looks <laughs> perplexed. Just, 
is not getting this joke. Cannot like, cannot make this joke be funny. A dog works Which is okay. Because nobody gets this joke. Really? Because it's from an ancient civilization and the context is long gone. <laughs> there might be some cultural thing here that we're not getting. There might be some linguistic play going on here that we just don't understand. But... That's the joke as it's translated, and nobody gets it. <laughs> That's so cute. Something about that makes me so happy that, like, yeah, I mean, they had silly little jokes. They even had the, the so-and-so walks into a bar kind of jokes back then, which is adorable. Um, and, and it's just, well, sad we don't get the joke. Like, shit, they probably wouldn't think Yo Mama jokes were funny in ancient Samaria. In fact, they'd probably kill you for making a Yo Mama joke. But, like, that's Oh, Yo so Mama endearing. jokes are old. I feel like they, they're they probably... I, I've, listen, I'm making a total guess. I feel like Shakespeare came up with them. I, I'm, he, he does have the first recorded ones. Oh, okay, yeah. I was about to say, like, I, I, at the very least, I'm certain he popularized them. Yeah. You know that, um... You know that the, the clay tablets that were found... I can't remember which ancient culture it was, but they're, like, thousands of years old. And it's basically a review someone wrote because they had gotten some like Bad shitty copper, copper ingots. Copper ingots, I believe, is like from A Nasir. I might be mispronouncing it, but it's E A dash N A S I R. And it's the funniest shit. Tumblr has started making memes about it, and it's it's like me when I buy some shitty copper ingots from so and so, and it's just like a reaction image. It's so good. It makes me so fucking happy. Like that. Well, that a is Nasir the- was the name of the guy with the shitty ingots. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, the fact that, like, the only thing we know about Anasir is that he was an absolutely garbo grifter. He was a piece of shit grifter. Is so, so funny to me. Like, we don't know anything else about this guy. I don't even think we know the name of whoever wrote that review. We don't. But we know what ties them together. And it's bad business practices. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that was a good, that was a good palate cleanser. Yeah. So, now that we've shifted a little bit, I'm going to sort of shift us back. Okay. We're going to read an article from the marysue.com. Why are there so many bills targeting trans kids? Mm -hmm. It's not a distraction. It's an assault on trans kids. This is by Anna Valens. Uh, She is a very good journalist Mm -hmm. who I follow on Twitter. Really talented writer. But I'm going to read this article. Not quite in its entirety, but I am going to read quite a bit of it because it puts a lot of stuff into perspective sort of okay this is something that it not necessarily for our transgender listeners to understand Mm. but for any of our cis listeners to understand Mm -hmm. to kind of help grok what's going on yeah isn't um isn't the author also a trans woman yes she is hell yeah i i do like that i'm getting it also from a a trans perspective it's no secret that anti-trans bills are cropping up across u.s state legislatures most of which targeting transgender youth And when Republican lawmakers aren't going after trans kids, it's governors and state agencies setting them in their sights. No better example exists than Texas Governor Greg Abbott's recent directive investigating families with trans children. For many transgender kids and adults alike, this is a confusing, frustrating, and scary assault on our basic civil rights. But why are Republicans so caught up with the legislative measures attacking trans youth? And how is it part of a much larger plan to strip away trans Americans' basic human rights? Here's what you need to know about the anti-trans bills across the country targeting trans kids. So, mm-hmm. what are these anti-trans bills and measures? Let's be frank. 
The number of anti-trans legislative proposals expected this year is shocking. USA Today reports approximately 280 are projected for this year, up Christ. from 147 in 2021, per the Human Rights Campaign. Over 125 anti-trans bills have been recently active across dozens of state legislatures, according to the ACLU. States with active anti-trans legislation include Arizona, Arkansas, Iowa, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, Missouri, New Jersey, Ohio, and Hawaii, among others. Many of these states are red-leaning or Republican, but not all. Hmm. The most common recurring anti-trans bill discriminates against transgender athletes in youth sports. Mm -hmm. Athletic bans would prevent trans boys from competing in sports with cisgender boys, but these bills tend to specifically single out transgender girls, mm. arguing that they have an unfair competitive advantage against cisgender girls. Mm. For example, an Iowa bill signed by Republican Governor Kim Reynolds in to March 2002 specifically bans transgender girls from participating in young girls' sports, claiming interscholastic athletes must be defined based on the sex at birth of the participating students. NBC notes Iowa as the 11th state to target transgender children in sports. The most common anti-trans measures cropping up in state legislatures is a ban on gender-affirming care for transgender youth. One of the most extreme examples to date is Idaho House Bill 675. The act, which claims to ban the gender mutilation of a child, would make it a felony for any Jesus. individual to knowingly provide puberty blockers to trans kids or grant them access to hormone replacement therapy. Oh my god. It would make it a felony. That's not even surgery. And it would make it a felony. And they're, it's basically forcing... This isn't the author talking. This is me talking. Yeah. It's forcing these kids to go through the wrong puberty. Cis people, I don't think, will ever understand how fucking traumatic that is. Especially for trans people who deal with gender dysphoria. And listen, there are some trans kids who might not even who might not experience gender dysphoria at this point, and once they go through puberty, they will. Like Yeah. I didn't start experiencing any kind of dysphoria until I, I hit puberty. That is when I started questioning my gender. Because before that point, I mean, children's bodies are kind of like they're just blank slates, you know? It's kind of easy to not like feel any kind of way about like your your gender when you're that young and obviously there are still some young kids who are pre-puberty who do and i don't think i don't know if there's any fucking way to make cis people understand that beyond already having empathy which these motherfuckers don't the bill which is couched in language equating gender transitioning to genital mutilation bans Christ. castration vasectomy hysterectomy orphorectomy metoidioplasty, orchiectomy, penectomy, phalloplasty, clitoroplasty, vaginoplasty, vulvoplasty, and ovariectomy surgeries, among the other sex reassignment-based medical procedures. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, the bill carves out an exception for the continued forced surgeries on intersex children. Of course. Of course. That's important. We need to we need to forcibly gender these children. Obviously, God, what will we do if there's something in between genders? Oh my God! Yeah, for transgender youth, gender affirming surgeries like vaginoplasty and phalloplasty are generally not carried out until reaching 18, as the Washington Post notes. Yeah, most providers but, won't do that. Yeah, you, you have to be an adult to get that. Yeah, but this doesn't make the Idaho bill any less dangerous. 
Puberty blockers are often prescribed to trans teens seeking out gender-affirming care at the start of puberty and with the possibility of taking feminizing or masculinizing hormones in their later teens, usually around age 16. This bill would strictly ban trans teens from accessing both necessary medications. The legislation defines a child as any individual under 18. And while gender-affirming surgeries aren't carried out before 18, mastectomies, or breast removal, can be sought out before then. If the Idaho bill passes, mastectomies would be outright banned, essentially forcing trans teenage boys to carry on living with a body part that actively gives them gender dysphoria. Jesus Christ. And no, it's not like trans teens can simply hop to another state to seek out their gender-affirming care. HB 675 would also make it a felony if an individual knowingly removes or causes, permits, or facilitates the removal of a child from Idaho to access oh trans God. care. So they literally just have to, like, completely move, if that. Like... But it's a felony if they move. Oh my fucking God! They can fucking hunt you down. Oh my God. Yeah. God, even if you move for unrelated reasons and later on you get trans care, like, you're still... They would probably still, yeah. You're still fucked. Yeah. Oh my God. These bigoted bills all start with cissexism. The idea that cisgender bodies are innately natural and normative and that trans bodies are disturbing, disruptive, and artificial outliers. Yep. Trans people have a gender that does not align with their assigned sex at birth. Many seek out gender-affirming medical care, such as hormone replacement therapy, to alleviate gender dysphoria. What this reveals is that sex is far more malleable than most people assume. During and after puberty, everyone has the fundamental biological blueprint to undergo a hormonal transition. Their body will reflect those feminizing or masculinizing physiological changes in fat redistribution, hair growth, and muscle development, depending on what kinds of hormones are dominant in their body. Transness destabilizes how we think of terms like sex and gender, Mm. and trans bodies challenge society's preconceived notions about gender and sex. Gender is not determined by sex, it turns out, and sex is not determined in the womb. Anyone can change their sex if they want. I'm interested to hear what her idea on that is, actually, because the the common take that I've heard is, like, sex is what you're assigned at birth, gender is how you identify. Well, you can get sex change surgery to change your sex. Well, I was under the impression that sex is how, is what you were born with, not like... No. Interesting. Okay. That's misconception. You can change your sex. So is that the idea of, like, if you undergo, like, a total medical transition... Yeah. Interesting. Okay. If gender and sex are not as innately tied together as neatly as most people think, and if cisgender people recognize that they are a privileged class benefiting from an oppressive understanding of gender that stigmatizes non-cisgender bodies, then the West's entire grasp on gender and sex has to change. Yeah. This threatens the status quo and its powerful hold on our society and culture. In other words, it's not, as Jacobin argued, that anti-trans youth measures are a distraction. Far-right lawmakers see see what's at stake. They believe transness must be repressed and annihilated because it threatens the very way we think about gender and sex in the first place. Mm-hmm. This is why so many Republican politicians want to force young trans people to live out their lives in the wrong gender. 
They are eager to shut down all access to gender-affirming care, and they are insistent on suppressing all trans-affirming policies because transness threatens the very social order we live in. They would rather have a trans child suffer, or worse, than have their power questioned. It's all a reactionary response. Completely unsurprising. And controlling trans kids is the starting point to controlling trans adults. Mm. One Alabama bill would make it a felony for adults to prescribe puberty blockers and hormone replacement therapy to anyone under 19. What the fuck? Old enough to vote, but not old enough to go on HRT. Oh my god. Bans on trans care for minors will quickly jump to trans care bans for college students and early 20-somethings if these lawmakers and right-wing thinkers have their way. If this is allowed to continue... I suspect that one of the next excuses, because with the children, it's like, well, kids don't know what they want. I suspect that one of the next excuses will, will be, well, the human brain isn't fully developed until 25. So that you, you don't know what you want yet, you know, which is batshit because sure, we could send them off to war, but God fucking forbid. Joe Rogan, while platforming <laughs> it on anti-trans, an anti-trans writer on his podcast, has argued that young adults' brains aren't developed enough to make gender-affirming care decisions. The way I predicted it. Oh my god, I hate Joe Rogan so much. I'm going to shit on his lawn too. When it comes to banning gender-affirming care, far-right lawmakers tend to portray themselves as benevolent protectors of innocent children indoctrinated mm. into some kind of gender ideology. Mm -hmm. Trans sports bans are a little trickier to unpack. To gain popular support, trans kids cannot be seen as confused victims of gender politics, mm. but predatory aggressors encroaching on cisgender spaces. Yep. This is particularly true for how transgender girls are treated. No better example exists than Governor Reynolds misgendering trans girls' athletes by claiming that no amount of talent, training, or effort can make up for the natural physical advantage males have over females. Which, that's the whole different, that, that's just misogyny. Like, yeah, at that point, that's just misogyny. Also, they clearly don't understand anything about how HRT works because you you've experienced like you are you're weaker, like you, your your muscles are less strong than they once were. And it's not like yeah. you work out like it's just, like testosterone just kind of naturally makes that happen. And estrogen naturally makes the opposite happen. Like it, it, even if like trans girls are on HRT they're gonna end up way closer to, like, the same playing field as as cis girls are. It's so... The thing she pointed out about, like, sort of changing whether they're viewed as, um, like, confused victims or, like, harmful aggressors is really fucking stark, because it just seems to depend on, like, which... Like, which thing they're trying to push right now. And it seems like so frequently, especially especially TERFs are guilty of this, viewing um, trans mask people as confused girls who just hate their womanhood, um, but trans femmes are um, dangerous men. And that's so fucking shitty, because, like, across the board, it's, it's just saying, you don't know, well, <laughs> see, that's the thing. With trans masks, it's, you don't know what you really want, and we have to protect you. Uh, and with trans femmes, it's like, we know how all men are, and they're dangerous. Like, there's so many levels of shitty thinking regarding gender. Like, oh my god. And trans misogyny is fucking lethal. Yeah. 
Science around the issue suggests a far more complicated picture than the one Reynolds claims. Hmm. Prior to puberty, boys and girls do not have sex hormones in the first place. Banning prepubescent trans girls from playing baseball or soccer with cis girls is nothing but trans misogyny. Mm, yep. And while hormonal differences play a role in, say, cisgender men and cisgender women competing against each other in certain sports during and after puberty, the playing field generally becomes more equal as trans women undergo hormone replacement therapy. The way I am literally Nostradamus right now, the way I can see about five minutes into the future and know exactly what's about to be talked about, I'm incredible. Joanna Harper, an advisor for the International Olympics Committee specializing in gender and sex differences in athletes, told WebMD that certain advantages diminish for trans women on feminizing hormones over time. Mm. Hemoglobin levels for stamina, for example, disappear as testosterone becomes suppressed. Granted, it's true that some trans women may have certain advantages over cisgender women in sports. Harper argues that trans women are on average taller and bigger than cisgender women, which may field trans women competitive advantages in basketball or pose potential safety issues in collision sports like rugby. However, other factors, such as strength capabilities over cisgender women, require more research due to conflicting data. Exactly. But, regardless, Harper insists the correct solution is not a ban on cisgender and trans women competing. But sensitivity and thoughtful consideration combined with further research into a deeply unexplored and underfunded field. Yep. That seems to be the kicker. Like, all of these, like, far-right reactionary politicians are, are pretending like we know everything there is to know about transness and we know that it is bad. Like, not only are they severely undereducated on trans issues because why should they fucking care? They only need to push their side of the picture and it's easier for them to, to push a certain narrative if the people they're talking to are also uneducated. Like, even, like, people who, who do care about trans people, like, there's only so much research that's been done on it. And it's so... It's so arrogant to to think that they should be the end-all be-all of, of a trans life. What really matters is can trans women and cisgender women compete against one another in meaningful competition? There's no indication that trans women are anywhere close to taking over women's sports. It's Mm -hmm. not happening right now, Harper told WebMD. It's not likely to happen any time in the future. Yeah. (laughs) Also, there's statistically fewer trans people in the population than cis people. Like, don't worry, you're not going to be overrun. There's still way more of you. Like chill oh my god in this context it's important to remember we're talking about teenagers playing sports together not elite olympians yeah another ioc advisor and sex differences expert dr eric villain that's a name told npr that there is no good faith reason to ban to ban transgender women from competing with their cisgender counterparts in high school and college sports but it's far easier to scare cisgender americans by preaching on a topic that most don't understand. From there, these anti-trans politicians and organizations can push the needle further, seeing how far they can get away with bigotry in state laws. Once again, I just said it. (laughs) It's easier to push stuff if the people you're talking to don't understand what you're talking about. You can just lie about it. They're just lying. Like, (laughs) 
Yeah. You could just lie all day long and no one's going to fact check you because you're playing into their fears. People fear what they don't understand. And if this is already a group that they think they kind of fundamentally disagree with, they're not going to try to understand. And it's so easy to push scared people into doing shitty things. What can you do to stop this onslaught? USA Today notes anti-trans bills blossomed in 2020 with over 79 proposed, followed by nearly doubling the amount the next year. In comparison, 2022's approximate 280 proposed anti-trans bills seem like an avalanche. Mm. But ACLU's Chase Strangio, a staunch legal defender of trans civil rights, told Truthout's movement memos that we can't divorce today's anti-trans push from 2020's. In 2020, anti-trans legislation underwent far more sophisticated coordination with shipping out pre-drafted legislation to conservative lawmakers across the country and state legislatures, set to limit trans youth health care and trans kids from athletics. The push to target trans rights through trans kids has only grown after anti-trans lawmakers and organizations saw initial success. Mm. Now in 2022, we're surpassing what we even saw in 2021 and the bills are moving more quickly. They are broader in scope and we're seeing a resurgence of old friends or foes like the bathroom bill. Mm. We're only a few weeks into state legislative sessions and we are seeing states pushing so many bills, reviving bills even after they're defeated in committees, bringing back bills that were passed the previous year just to expand on them, he told Movement Memos in mid-February. It's really like nothing I've ever seen in terms of the magnitude of the attack, and there's almost no public response in opposition. Yep. So what can people do to fight back? And the episode's notes, Movement Memo's host Kelly Hayes recommends donating to the Trans Justice Funding Project and its grantees. The latter are the local trans-led organizations fighting back against anti-trans bills impacting their communities. Direct funding is one of the best ways to support trans people affected by bigoted legislation. What was that uh, group again? Trans Justice Funding Project. Okay, I'm going to put that on our on our Twitter. Meanwhile, in a viral Twitter thread, editor Sigrid Ellis provides another thorough breakdown of options that concerned allies can take. Besides donating, she says, calling your elected officials and making it clear to local politicians that anti-trans bigotry is unacceptable can help turn the tide. And community leaders in all sorts of hobbyist spaces, from MMORPG discords to the LEGO fandom, should make it clear that their groups are trans-inclusive, she wrote. Mm. During a time when many trans people are looking for distraction, that kind of affirming community space provides trans people a safe haven from discrimination. Super, super, super good point. Um, my Discord server, actually, we recently, Discord kind of like implemented something where, uh, as far as I understand it, they can like suggest servers to people. Um, so in our blurb, we made a point to emphasize that we are um, LGBTQ um, and especially trans inclusive. Um, even if your group, club, organization, etc., isn't about any of that, isn't about uh, gay or trans people. I mean, shit, if you're, if you're going to allow them in and not be douchebags about it, let them know because it's getting to the point where trans people don't really have the, the leeway to assume now. We, we can't really safely assume that any space is going to be trans inclusive. So you've got to make it explicitly clear. Yeah. Also, if you're looking for the link to my Discord server, it is on my website, stevieb.com. 
If you are already doing this, then repost your demands for support, justice, and trans rights, Ellis wrote. Keep being loud. Be the person now that you will not be ashamed of later. Mm. And for trans people, remember, this coordinated push is scary, but there is a glimmer of hope in the distance. As the Magic City Legal Center's attorney director, Sidney Duncan, notes in another viral Twitter thread, these anti-trans bills are all being championed by the same small group of bigots mm. with very little evidence to their claims and few experts willing to testify on their behalf. True. She believes these bills are being pushed in a haphazard attempt to rally their right-wing base and they likely won't stand up to legal scrutiny. That's true. So while it hurts to see these cases paraded around the country taking aim at trans kids, know that the law stands squarely on the side that seeks to affirm and protect trans identities, Duncan tweeted. They are loud, but they are small. We are many, and we are right. That's true. Um, who was the the person who authored that tweet? Uh, that was the Magic City Legal Center's attorney director, Sidney Duncan. Okay. So, yeah, that's a good article. That is a it, super, super good article. Uh, um, once again, it's by Anna Valens. You can follow her on Twitter. Uh, she is a very good follow. Cause we're the quiz takers You got it twisted Cause we're the quiz takers Uh, so, uh, Stevie, do you have a quiz for me? I sure fucking do Okay, so earlier I was telling Micah I was like, alright, so, um Tonally, I do not know if this quiz will be Um, uh, just inappropriate Or, um, maybe a good, a good little giggle and a good, a good time to relax, um, to take a quiz, um, <laughs> titled a quiz for the wizardly inclined, build a wizard tower and get a housewarming gift. So I need, I need you to get into the right mindset. What do your wizard robes look like? What kind of wizard are you going to be? My wizard robes are black. I'm a goth. Clearly. Okay. Do they have any designs on them? Any stars, drops of blood, diamonds? How I'd say probably uh, embroidered with black uh, thread. Ooh, so it's very subtle. Okay, I yeah. like that a lot. Um, do you wear a fancy pointy wizard hat? No. What do I look like, a schmuck? You're a fucking wizard. I'm starting to think you're a fraud. I need you to get your shit together. Do you wear any hats? No. Why would I wear a hat? I have long flowing tresses. You're a wi- your tresses are still visible under your wizard hat. I'm not going to wear a wizard hat. They look awful. You're an embarrassment to wizarddom. They're going to kick you out of the wizard council. <laughs> they can try. Uh, what kind of wizard are you? You're goth, so I just kind of assume necromancer, but, like, what kind of magic are you into? Well, you know, this and that. And the other thing. Like potions, perhaps? Um, spells? Uh, you know, whatever makes my day go by a little more exciting. So necromancy. Okay, yeah, good. Uh, build your very own custom wizard tower and I'll give you an appropriate housewarming gift to celebrate the occasion. Uh, content warning, alcohol, insects, sharps. Um, and this personality quiz is by Bog Pigeon uh, slash Tumblr user Local Warlock Union. Or actually, no, I'm just assuming it's by that Tumblr user. I should clarify. It's by Bog Pigeon. Question one. Wow, your very own wizard tower, huh? What makes you think you're ready for this? It's a pretty big step after all. 
I don't know, just feels right, you know? I was born ready or whatever. Just let me start building. I need a place to keep all my stuff. It's getting heavy. I remember my future, and this is how it goes. The Toad King told me so. It has been decreed by the council. I just know, okay? You know what? Don't even worry about it, winky face. I need a more controlled environment for my experiments. Or my feet are weary from the wandering wizard lifestyle, colon slash face. I'm going to go with, I need a more controlled environment for my experiments. Okay, so you do experiments. I'm going to be trying to decipher what kind of wizard you are based on your answers. <laughs> question number two. Okay, let's get started. Location. Volcano. Next question. Tucked away in a nice big old swamp full of life, yet far from people. On a really big lily pad, on a big old pond. I want the place to have a, I, I want the place to have a waterbed feel. On a rolling grassy hillside, wild herds of animals rumble past in the distance. The center of an elaborate garden maze. Don't want just anybody walking up. In the middle of a city, somewhere easy to see yet hard to find. Somewhere close to my favorite spell component suppliers. I'm always running out for more things. On a high mountainside with grand views of the stars and the land. A quiet spot on the edge of some woods not too far from town. A quiet spot on the edge of some woods, not too far from town. If you had the option, would you have done, like, in the middle of a deep, deep forest? Or do you just kind of want it just a little bit close so you can walk there if needed? I, If I had an option, I'd want to be somewhere kind of spooky. Ah, but none, okay. none of none of it really seemed all that spooky to me. I feel like a swamp is a little spooky, but maybe that's just because I don't like mosquitoes and gators. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want malaria. The scariest thing about a swamp is the humidity. And, and the malaria. And the malaria, okay. Listen, only cowards are afraid of malaria. I just don't want my hair getting fucked up. Malaria has killed more people throughout <laughs> history than any other disease. Wait, deadass? Deadass. You really just Mosquito-borne illnesses like... are the number one murderer of people. Why haven't we invented, like, a mosquito-killing spray yet? Like... Why aren't we spraying the whole world with that? I don't see... Like with spiders, they eat other bugs and that can be helpful. What do mosquitoes provide? Mosquitoes are food for bats. Can't, can't bats eat other stuff too, though? They can, but they get most of their food from mosquitoes. Well, we'll Mosquito intru- larvae are food for fish. Oh. Well, fish also eat other stuff. Okay, so why don't we introduce the bats to... I don't know. Pretzels. Um... Just sort of wean the fish off of the off of the mosquito eggs. Give them something else. Maybe I don't know. I was gonna say other fish eggs, but I feel like that's worse. Um, that one's a work in progress. Maybe asparagus, um, and then we can kill all the mosquitoes, um, and it won't fuck up any ecosystems because that's how the environment works. Question three. We'll have to get inside somehow, I guess. Pick an entrance. A sensible green door, but with a fancy knocker on the front. Just a screen door, probably, to let the fresh air in. Slime portal. A big sliding loading dock door. A, a big round door. Red or yellow. Sturdy oak. Natural finish. Maybe a rounded top if I'm feeling fancy. Old black door. Bright silver handle. No more doors. You get in through the window off the fire escape. Or, I mean, you've got to have a sinister metal gate, right? An old black door. Bright silver handle. Predictable. I should just start taking the quizzes for you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How is that predictable? 
I didn't go for the Sinister Gate, which was my second choice. I figured that you would pick one or the other, but the thing literally specified that it was black and silver. And once again, you're a fucking goth. Like, come on. With the other one, a a Sinister Metal Gate, oh, that could be a chain link fence. You're going to pick a classy black door with a silver handle over a boring metal gate. See, if it was like an iron gate with like the spikes on it and maybe a couple gargoyles. Yeah, maybe. Well, that's what I was picturing with the with the with the sinister gate. I would never call chain link sinister. I don't think I've ever seen sinister chain link. <laughs> um, maybe outside a prison. Maybe that's got that, barbed wire and stuff. Yeah, that's like less. That that's yeah. That feels less creepy and more like overkill. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What are we standing on? What's the flooring situation? A light wood with fun area rugs here and there. Shag carpet throughout. Maybe on some walls, too. God, that's horrible. Some woven mats and a good natural fiber. Like a foot of water over some tasteful river rocks. Stone, of course, and we're going to need lots of drainage, too. A nice dark wood and those extra wide planks. Oh, just toss some sawdust over the packed dirt. Tile. A unique pattern in every room. Or parquet all day, baby. I'm going to go with stone, of course, and we're going to need lots of drainage, too. I thought a nice dark wood. Good to know you're, you're subverting expectations. Oh, but for your experiments, I, I can see why you would need lots of drainage. I don't know what kind of experiments you're doing, but I just figure that you'll need some way to clean it all up after. Yeah, you know, sometimes you just need to give everything, everything a good hose down. That's pretty sensible, actually, as far as wizard experiments go. Uh-huh. Okay, so I can't even see what we're doing here. How are you lighting this place? Plenty of windows, even more pendant lamps. Tall stained glass windows and floodlights. I have night vision, don't you? Lots of Tiffany lamps in every corner. Oh, I just walk around with a single candle and a little holder when it gets dark. Glowing crystals in the walls and ceilings. No. Big fireplace, real big and always going. Or the warm glow of heat lamps. Glowing crystals in the walls and ceilings. Fucking vibes. That one looks, that one sounds very, very cool. I feel like I'd have a hard time picking between that one and the lots of Tiffany lamps. I find those very, very charming. A wizard tower needs that lived-in vibe. Pick a home accessory. The family sword, some tasteful crystals, orb, done. Vintage sewing machine. Does a broom count? It's a nice broom. A cool instrument. Maybe it can even play itself. A jar of fireflies, model train car that circles around, or some fancy bird cages here and there. An orb. Done. An orb. <laughs> Classic wizarding material. I don't know if you've seen, but it's a very popular meme on Tumblr. Um, the pondering my orb. And it's just a picture of a, of a wizard looking into an orb. Yeah. I've seen it. It's also, it's also a meme on Twitter. Oh, okay. This question is timed. You must answer within one hour and 39 minutes and 52 seconds. <laughs> this piece of shit. Don't think. Just choose an addition. Greenhouse. Private lounge. Library. Oh, this is actually kind of hard for me. I'm gonna go with <laughs> library. Okay, what were you what what were you stuck between? Greenhouse might be nice. I feel like greenhouse could be nice, but private lounge sounds kind of sexy, especially if it has one of those conversation pits. Love those. How many floors are we going for here? That's a trade secret. Who's asking? Two above ground, thirteen below ground, six hundred sixty-six. One floor, 10 feet tall, and... Oh, no, 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 I misread that. One floor, 101 feet tall, and you can walk up the walls. One for each day of the week. Three or four, I don't need much. Ten floors, a nice round number. Tall enough to look over the trees, or only one, but it's very, very wide. That's a trade secret. Who's asking? (laughs) 
do you actually have a preference? Because I'm certain you wouldn't want more than two. <laughs> nope, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Because it's a trade secret. Who's asking? Your podcast co-host is asking, but God, fine, suit yourself. Accessorize more. You'll never more. know how many floors I have. What did you say? <laughs> You'll never know how many floors I have. This is sad. I didn't think we kept secrets on this podcast, but I'll 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 get rid of all the my little I'll get rid of my jar of secrets that I was planning to tell you later on in the podcast for fun reveals on days when we're low on material. Don't need them. I've got extra floors. So you admit it's more than one floor. Fuck you. I'm wheedling the answer out day by day. <laughs> Question nine. Accessorize more. I like to keep the cauldron out, just in case. Smiley face. A tasteful fossil or two. Smiley face. Taxidermy beetle. Some trendy houseplants. Smiley face. (laughs) Vintage toolboxes. Beeswax candles. Smiley face. Fancy binoculars. Or electric orb. Smiley face. The correct answer is obviously electric orb. Obviously. So you have glass orb and electric orb. Oh, I, I missed one. Jellyfish aquarium. Smiley face. The answer is still electric orb. Okay. <laughs> Question 10. Okay, I'm tired of standing. Where do you sit around here? One of those 70s sofa pits. The way I foresaw this. The way I foresaw the conversation pit. A salvaged wooden pew. Porch swing. A good rocking chair, obviously. <laughs> Rocks. I'll warm one up for you. A tasteful stone throne. Those really big beanbag chairs. Crushed velvet love seat. Or stools. All kinds of stools. I'm going to go with a crushed velvet love seat. Very classy. I was hoping you'd say rock so you could warm one up for me. Question 11. Uh, you have one hour, 39 minutes, and 59 seconds to answer. Pick another edition. Now, observatory, bowling alley, sunroom. I'm going to go with observatory. I would have been surprised if you didn't pick that one. That'd be cool as shit. Question 12. The berry... V- Wait, what? Question... <laughs> I almost said the berry vest. Question 12. The very best wizard towers can move if needed. How does this thing travel? Mechanical spider legs. Oh, I'm growing a giant... Dra- oh, I'm growing... Oh, they phrased it weird. They said, oh, I'm growing a giant dragonfly wings on this thing. Fuck you. A very big hot air balloon that lifts it. It can teleport once a month. Lots of wagon wheels. Everybody gets out and pushes. On the back of a giant turtle that likes to carry things. I transmute the foundation into a walking stone automaton. Or... Monster truck wheels. It can teleport once a month. I feel like that's sensible. Another time question, one hour and 40 minutes. Okay, one last addition, and then we've really got to be wrapping up here. Craft room, root cellar, or racquetball court. You know what? I'm going to go with a craft room. Really? I feel like a root cellar could also be used as a wine cellar, but TBH, I don't actually know if there's a difference between the two. Uh, I think it's just the contents pretty much the contents also i don't drink oh you're right you're right you just seem like the kind of person who would have a cool wine cellar and it makes it really really tragic that aesthetically you can't drink you know i feel like oh you're telling me i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) i need to get you um like fake red wine just for like classy aesthetic reasons although i'm certain you you didn't like wine anyway i love wine really oh yes okay I'm uh, grateful for that because I would have been very upset if you weren't. Um, one of it, my it, favorites, one of my favorite reds is called is by Concha Itoro, mm-hmm. which is the brand. The, it, the 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 vintage, the type of wine is called Casiello del Diablo. Oh, of course you fucking like that. Does that mean House of the Devil? Yes, of course. Incredible. It's, it's very good wine too. 
Ooh. I remember y'all let me try um, fancy red wine when I was of legal age. Um, and I think it was a uh, song de Jude or something like that. And I think yes. that, yeah, it translated to blood of Judas and I pretended to like it because it was really nice of you guys to share it with me, but I hate red wine. <laughs> but at the point, de Jude? Uh, yeah, I want to try it now. Cause I was, I was way younger and it was before I'd really had much alcohol at all. And I, my tastes have definitely developed over the last few years. Like at this point I ordered a, whatever we went to the melting pot for our anniversary, I ordered an old fashioned and I actually enjoyed it. Like I'm drinking straight fucking whiskey at this point, And it was, it was, it was delightful. So I'm hoping that I'd be able to like classy wine now too, but eh, I don't know. It always kind of tastes like vinegar to me. Here's hoping though. I, I don't think you're getting very good wine. Probably not. I don't listen. I've tried. Maybe I, maybe it's because I've tried shitty wine, but then I'm wary of spending money on wine because then I'm just going to have it. And if I don't like it, well, what now? See, I need to just problem. like, like yeah, how, mu- how much would you spend on a bottle of wine? Like, oh, man, that's not good. I feel like it. <laughs> this is bad. I feel if I'm if I'm going to spend money on a bottle of wine, mm, <laughs> 12 to 15 dollars. <laughs> See, th- th- there are good wines within that price range. Are there really? Yes. Really? Yeah. For some reason, I just assumed they'd be Garbo. But that's Concha just because... Concha Toro is like 20 bucks. What is? Concha Toro. Oh, wow. Really? Huh. Yeah. I just... Because I think Song my problem... is 20 bucks. I think my problem mentally is that the wine comes in such a wide range of prices. Like there are wines that are like thousands of dollars a glass to where I'm just like, you've really got like, you got to sling some ass if you want good wine. Like it's going to, it's going to take a lot. Now that I know that Song de Jude is so readily available, I might actually try it again. <laughs> Question number 14. Ah, almost forgot to cap it off. What kind of roof situation is on this thing? Slate roof, of course. A big spiked peak. The more spikes, the better. Wood shingles with moss growing on them. Big magnifying lens that boils a nearby pond every day at 2.32 p.m. Oh, this whole thing is one really tall A-frame. Crenellations. Gotta keep it classic here. No roof. That would keep the rain out. That's roof for me, please. Or mansard roof, obviously. I don't know what the fuck a mansard or crenellation is, but go off. I'm going to go with slate roof, of course. Hell yeah. Um, I like the implication that the magnifying lens is at such an angle that it's able to boil the nearby pond, even though I feel like the roof would have to be either flat or pointed. Then you're going to need multiple magnifying glasses. I don't know. I feel like that, that provides some logistical issues. Question 15. Okay, the finishing touch. What sound does your doorbell make? Westminster chime. Classic doorbell shit. The screams from whoever pressed it being electrocuted. Oh yeah, that doesn't work and I won't fix it. Whale Song. The Lounge Lizard's debut album. I answer once it's done. Just a single clear chime. Buzz, buzz, buzz. A morning dove call. Sorry if I think it's actual birds and don't... Wait, sorry if I think it's actual birds and don't answer. Oh, oh, I'm dumb. I could not process what the fuck that said. It's an intercom, actually. The guests must announce themselves. Oh yeah, that doesn't work and I won't fix it. (laughs) <laughs> my idea i i don't like to answer the door when it when it rings i'm like if you know me you're gonna like text me you know and that sounds shitty mm-hmm. but too many random people like to ring doorbells there's this one kid who kept ringing my doorbell because he wanted to sell me seeds but the seeds were expired but he was a really cute little kid so i gave him like five bucks or something just he wanted to buy a cool toy problem is then he kept coming back and then i didn't want to answer anymore that makes me sound like a bad person but also he was like seven and really chatty 
you know. No, nah, that's I'm reasonable. O- I'm only going to be so generous. Uh, question 16. Wait, before you go, what kind of wizard are you anyway? Um, and this is an optional answer. Um, uh, do you want to fill any more out, or should I just say a bit of this and that here and there? I want you to try to figure out what kind of wizard I am based on the answers I gave. Based on the answers you gave, um, goth, obviously. Um, you wanted a slate roof, stone floors, a fancy crushed velvet love seat, which aesthetically is incredible. Um, this is still just goth. Oh, you did need room for experiments. Hmm. Need to hose everything down every once in a while. Hmm. You got crystals everywhere. It sounds to me like you're making potions. Based on your answers, it sounds like you're going to be making a lot of potions. Like, with your experiments, I, I, I feel like it's potion-centric, or maybe you're maybe trying out new spells. Ah, you might also need to hose something down if you try out a new spell and the frog explodes. Ah. I think that you're a spell scientist. And you're always trying to come up with new cool spells, but the problem is that you're also kind of bad at it. So you have to have like a specific floor just for just for all of your your spell experiments, etc. Maybe you do have a different a different floor for like potion experiments. Um, yeah, I'm gonna write spell scientist. Verdict? Yeah, that works for me. Hell yeah! <laughs> I just invented a new kind of wizard. Ooh, the housewarming gift is the Ginger 8-inch knife-edge dressmaker shears. Oh my god, loving this wizard tower you built. I thought you were getting a little carried away there for a sec, but you really brought it all together in the end. Here, I got you those those Ginger 8-inch knife-edge dressmaker shears. You've been... Oh my god, that's such a long sentence. Here, I got you those Ginger 8-inch knife-edge dressmaker shears. You've been eyeballing for a while now. Oh, shoot, I just realized they're lefties. All wizards are ambidextrous, though, right? Do you like your shears? I do like the shears. Good. What are you going to use them for? You know, crafts. Okay. Oh, you you got a craft room. I have this a craft room. This is perfect. Room. They will fit right in. This is perfect. Well, I'm very delighted by the wizard tower you built, and I'm glad we finally got to the bottom of the pressing question of what kind of fucking wizard you are. I was really wondering. Yeah, spell scientist, obviously. The well-known wizard archetype. <laughs> a classic featured in most wizard movies, really. Exactly. <laughs> so we went long so we definitely have enough for the episode you certainly do Whew. sorry D- sorry that this one was a bit of a bit of a roller coaster bit, bit of, of a, a roller coaster a bit of a downer for a while yeah um we as you all know we we normally try to avoid negative headlines although i don't know if you can tell based on how shitty the world is um but frequently most weeks actually actually michael will will text me letting me know that they've had a lot of difficulty actually picking out headlines because so many of them are garbage um but with this especially it was really getting to a point where everything's just sort of it feels like it's reaching a fever pitch um and especially if we have cis listeners um our trans listeners probably already know what's going on and are probably petrified but our cis listeners need to be educated on what's happening uh especially for a, a trans podcast run by trans people about trans people for trans people um figured well, not just for trans be. people, but for everybody. Like originally, the idea was to do a trans podcast where we show that trans people are normal people too. We're not some weird space goblins that do space goblin things. We're we're, we're people. 
my half of the podcast is for trans people and it's and i'm also a space goblin but your your half of the podcast is by a normal trans person for cis people um i am explicitly catering to um trans people and space goblins on my end see diversity win we're <laughs> we're exactly. we're really hitting all points this is a podcast for everyone bases. we are uh, um yeah so DZ of a podcast, really important for y'all to be educated. Please check our Twitter at gender underscore swap underscore pod. We are RTing important things all day long. I have already posted um, the it was the i can't i already forgot but i already posted the link to uh the organization that micah was talking about earlier i think it was trans justice something program trans justice funding project yeah i feel silly so we already retweeted the the link to the trans justice funding project so that you all can support because monetary support is really 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 essential at this point because money is pretty much the only way to help control legislation which is very cool and definitely not an issue yeah so uh stevie where can people find you you can find all my shit over at stevieb.com that is stevieb.com i have tiktok i have twitch i have a grand old time over there um my tiktok is starting to, to blow up a little bit again which is very exciting for me rebuilding that community um so come on down join our discord server um it is for pretty much everybody as long as you are accepting of other people um but it is a very very safe space especially for lgbtq folks and we've crafted a really nice community i would say i personally am quite proud of the community that we've crafted so come on down come on down and join us micah where can the good people find you uh the good people can find my music on bandcamp at mxmaxwell1.bandcamp.com it's banger music you really ought to you're you really ought to stick your ear on in that bandcamp stuff just sort of take it off and leave it in there let it stew for a while quite good we also have a patreon we which do. if you subscribe to the patreon instead of getting an episode every two weeks you get one episode per week and, and our bonus episode <laughs> yes our bonus episodes are a lot more cheery because we don't talk about the news we try to talk about you know silly things we get real silly over on Patreon. Real nasty. It's a good time. Um, sometimes Micah lets me say stuff that they probably wouldn't let me say um, because it's behind a paywall, but they wouldn't let me say it for the public, but it's really fun over there. So so you get raw, uncensored, nasty Stevie over on the Patreon. So highly recommend chucking us three bucks a month so you can hear nasty Stevie um, and the same Micah as always. Maybe Make less a, anxious, Micah. Maybe less anxious, Micah, in the absence yeah, of the news well, headlines. Maybe less anxious. <laughs> but if you want a sample of what a bonus episode sounds like, we released one of them for free a couple of weeks ago. We have released two, I believe. We released one last semester as well, but the one a couple weeks ago was stellar. It was very dinosaur-centric. It was a delight. Indeed. So... We covered your website, we covered the Patreon, we covered uh, the Twitter account. I think we covered our bases. I think uh, we did cover our bases. So I guess nothing left to say, but uh, bye. Bye.